Welcome to the Buyer's Guide from WealthCap Holdings. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the WealthCap Buyer's Guide. So this is episode four. Episode four, we are talking about once you're under contract on a property, what happens next? What does the process look like? Of course, Chris Evans here, and I'm joined with Devin Johnson. And hey. Devin, Devin, we are, we're just going through this and giving these people what they want which is the knowledge. Gold nuggets, left and right. The wisdom, yeah. So um, this is for folks who are in the process of acquiring properties from WealthCap Holdings, which is our real estate investment company. Um, this one, this is an important one because this is where it gets real, right? You're you're yes. you're under contract on a property and we got to figure out what happens through this process. So you want to break this down, what it, what it looks like? Totally. During... Okay. During this part, there are there are a lot of moving parts, um, but it's actually it's actually pretty easy on the investor. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts on our end and on the end of the lender and the title company. Um, so a buyer has you know they've put a contract on a property. They've said yes, I want it. the The next thing they do is you know send that earnest money to the title company. Um, they'll get an email with everybody's contact information from us so they know exactly who to reach out to if they need to at the title company, their lender, their transaction coordinator, um, when their closing date is set for. And uh, we're setting the closing dates about a week or two after when the rehab is complete. And there's a few reasons for that. So the house is under contract. The lender is going to get started on processing the loan. Our teams are going to be finishing the rehab. The title company is going to start to do the title search and, uh, you know, the title commitment and everything that they do. Uh, real quick, let me pause you. What does that mean, the title search and okay. title commitment? So the title, the title search and, and title commitment is basically going to let the buyer know that they will uh, they will own the property without anybody else having any kinds of liens on it, um, making sure that the ta- the chain of title is really clear so that the property has conveyed hands legally, um, yeah. you know, time and time again. So it's basically like insurance. Yes, this is legit your house now. Does yeah, that make sense? so you're not acquiring that, that title with any ongoing issues. So what what could happen or what has happened in the past, not with our deals, but with other deals is there's not a clean title. If, if maybe someone in the past has put a lien against that property, mm-hmm. right, that's on the title. And so part of the, the title search is the title company is doing that search to make sure, okay, hey, this title is good. There's no issues here. And then title insurance, which you'll see on your HUD statement, is basically covering that. If there were to be uh, something that were to spring up, you know, it'll cover that process so you're protected and taken care of. Absolutely. So that's going on with the with the title company, doing the, the title search and all that. The lender will start processing the loan. So right after we have our, uh, our contract, the lender is going to probably have requests of some additional documents or things that needed to be signed. It's really mm-hmm. important to make sure um, that that is quick communication between the buyer and and the lender, that's the one part in the process that actually takes the most time um, at this point once we're under contract. So 
our crews will also be finishing the rehab. Um, depending on how far along we are in the rehab, we can give the buyer either like progress reports, uh, a list of the scope of work, some pictures of updates, like what's being done right now. Or if we're really close to finished, uh, we could send you pictures of the finished product, but most likely like we're still elbow, elbow deep in construction by the time that one of our investors is buying it, you know, cause they're just going so quickly. Um, once the rehab is complete, the lender is still working over here. The title company is still working over here. The transaction coordinator is coordinating with all of these parties. Um, the rehab is complete. So our contractors are done. The paint is dry. Then we schedule an inspection to make sure that, well, technically the buyer will have that inspection. The lender. The lender. Well, the buyer has the inspection. The lender has the appraisal. Appraisal. Yep. Yeah. And that inspection is to let the buyer know that everything has been repaired up to code. If there are, if there's anything that's discovered that maybe we maybe we missed that still needs to be fixed. That gives us an opportunity to go ahead and fix those things um, and lets the buyer know that, you know, everything has been repaired up to code. There's no, no kind of like health or safety issues or anything mm -hmm. crazy that could cost them money down the road. Yeah. Um, let me just, let me, from a, a finance, a, a financial um, mortgage background, let me give the reason why. Um, because, these properties that we're buying, we're putting fifteen to forty thousand dollars of work and rehab into them, and so a lot of times, you know, with the lender, if you are getting financing, they just want to see that, you know, where, what has that work gone into? Mm -hmm. Has it obviously increased the value uh, of the property to where it makes sense for the purchase price? Um, and obviously, from our standpoint and all the numbers that we've run, yes. Absolutely. There should be no issues with the appraisal, which is what they go off of on the purchase anyways. Um, so we're only going to do the work that it's going to appraise for, essentially. Um, so, you know, that's really important to understand. And one of the reasons why we're, we're setting this timeline that we are and the timing of everything is because typically, especially nowadays, with so many transactions happening, uh, many mortgage companies are they're really busy. And mm -hmm. so once you submit your stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go into underwriting for maybe even a week or, or longer. So as soon as you can kind of get that stuff going and hopefully the timing works out to where um, the property is, the paint's dried and it's going into underwriting. So the timing just works hopefully perfectly. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be the scenario. Um, again, not dilly-dallying, but just everything lining up with the right timing, it's kind of our goal with, especially if someone who is getting financing. Yeah, absolutely. For somebody who's paying cash, you know, everything can move quite a bit, quite a bit faster. Um, but for somebody who's getting financing, absolutely staying on top of communication with the transaction coordinator, with the lender and with the title company um, is, is key 100%. Yes. So <clears throat> when it gets time to closing, because most likely, you know, our buyers, our investors, they're not going to live locally to wherever the property is. Everybody will close by mail. The title company will either email or snail mail out a package of um, documents to sign that you'll need to sign in front of a notary 
if you're super busy, just have a mobile notary come to your office or go down to wherever you bank. That's what we do. Yeah. Like send somebody to come to the office because you're, it doesn't take very long or you can, you know, go to your local bank and there'll be somebody there that'll do that. Yeah. So let me, I just want to break down quickly what the payment structure would look like. Um, when you are under contract, you're buying a house. And if you're getting financing, obviously if you're paying cash, um, there's really no payment. The only thing that you'd be responsible for would be your, your escrows or otherwise known as your taxes and insurance on the property. Mm -hmm. So assuming that you are getting financing, you're typically going to put 20% down um, unless you have, you know, some special or different outside money or investor who's not traditional. Um, with that, they're going to require that your taxes and insurance be paid with the payment. So that will all be shown on the HUD, uh, which is your essentially the closing document that lists all of your pricing, you know, where all the money is going, your, your payment, um, anything that you put in, your, your prepayment for your escrow or um, your earnest money, sorry. Um, all that will show on your HUD statement that you would get at closing. And then it will just break down your payment, of course, your interest rate, all that kind of stuff. Um, and typically, you know, people have questions about, well, what are my closing costs going to be and stuff like that. Um, it's typically going to be pretty standard. And then Devin, of course, will help walk you through that and be happy to, to totally. look at your closing costs. Um, but you're going to, you know, you're going to pay for appraisal, any inspections, anything like that. Of course, you will be responsible to cover. Um, I typically just do it at closing. Um, just keeps it clean and easy. Sometimes I don't have that option, so it's just not a big deal. Um, other than that, you know, unless you have a property that is not uh, city, maybe, it, you know, you have a septic or a well, which is not really common with their properties. But if it were to be the case, then, you know, I would encourage maybe get an inspection on that. Um, typically, we are doing those inspections ourselves beforehand mm -hmm. anyways, um, just because we don't like surprises. Right. right? So <laughs> we like to get those inspections done uh, ahead of time. And we get third party uh, uh, pricing opinions on these properties as well. And that's how we figure out what the the after um, rehab value should be on these properties. So that's where we get the pricing to make sure that everything will be locked in and and the appraisal should come in you know close to that. Um, if not, give you some of that equity would be our goal. Anything to add to that? Um, yeah, just another, you know, one thing they will see on their, on their settlement statement, um, is actually a credit from us for $500 for a home warranty. We're providing those to all of our buyers and that that's not the same as homeowners insurance. That's a different conversation, mm -hmm. but the home warranty is going to cover, you know, a lot of, uh, what could be expense, major expenses, if something were to go like a wrong, hot water heater, hot water or heater AC, HVAC, HVAC, plumbing, you know, things along those lines. Um, mm -hmm. And the warranty covers everything for a year. So, and that's, you know, just kind of a, a gift from us at, at closing yeah. to, you know, let them know that they're, they're covered. Yeah. So one thing, you know, that of course that you'll be responsible for is your homeowner's insurance. And it's, um, this could be missed if you're paying cash. Make sure that you get insurance on your property. Yes. And that is, it is, it's, you get insurance as a rental property. Yes. Rental property. That's important. Yes. If you are getting financing, this is a thing we need to discuss. Um, if you don't have a lot of experience buying houses, um, is to not purchase anything or have uh, credit pools in this process. 
100%. Because, you know, the underwriter, they're looking at you. They don't know you, right? You could have all the best intention in the world, but they see a lot of uh, credit pools or you went out and you bought uh, a, a brand new boat or a new Harley or a Lamborghini in this process. Like, you know, they're looking at everything through a magnifying glass and they're going through with a fine tooth comb. So what you don't want to do in this process is create questions. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to keep it as black and white as possible. And if you do do that, you better be willing and have a good answer for it to the underwriter because they're going to be like, why is this, you know, why, why do you have all these credit pools? Why, why right. are you buying a boat? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, just be smart and don't don't have anybody put your credit through this process. Yeah. What you can you can wait 30 days, most likely for whatever it is. Um, yes. Also, if you're, you know, Chris touched on this, if you're paying cash, be sure to get insurance. If you're financing, your lender is going to require that you that you yeah. have insurance on that property. 100%. Um, and then the next thing in this process is we'll be introducing you to the property management company. Um, so you know, some some areas we might be managing that in-house. Some we might have a partnership with someone. Um, and of course, for your renter initially, we are placing that tenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a part of what you get with this uh, acquiring a property from WealthCap. So congratulations on that. Yay. We're doing all the hard work for <laughs> you. Um, so... With along with the property management company, we'll be negotiating the rents and getting the contract signed. Um, you know all that kind of good fun stuff. In episode six, we'll talk more in detail about you know what does it look like because as I know as a busy entrepreneur, it's like you know I don't really have time to like I don't I can't talk to tenants and right. deal with all that kind of stuff. So we'll dive into that and those questions on episode six. Um, but this is pretty much it. So once you're in a contract, notify your lender, get them everything as quick as you can. Obviously, if you've submitted your stuff beforehand, that's preferred. Like they have your stuff all packaged up, ready to go. And what the, what it will look like with the lender is it will go to underwriting at some point. Um, typically how it lo- looks is you have a loan officer, um, or mortgage broker, and then you have a loan processor. The mortgage broker or the loan officer, they are the one who they're the ones who are giving you the pre-approval or pre-qualification. Um, sometimes it's manual, sometimes they run it through a system that they have with all your income and all your numbers, and it'll spit out a pre-approval. Then you'll typically communicate with the processor. They're the ones who are kind of like handling the communication between you and the underwriter. So what will happen once they, they get the package put together, they'll send it to the underwriter. That's the person who is looking over your file. They're looking over your credit history. They're looking at your income. They're looking at everything that you have going on and making sure that you are a good, uh, essentially a good investment for these investors. The investors could be Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, maybe a, a different investor. Um, and then they'll have questions, typically. It's not very common that the underwriter, underwriter won't come back and say, hey, I want, I need another bank statement or right. I need this or I need that. The loan, the loan, um, the processor will communicate that to you. You just want to get those things back quickly to them because it's going to be a window, right? Just as soon as you get it back doesn't mean that the underwriter is looking at it same day. Right. It could be 48, 72 hours. And so you start backing out and the process could end up being long if you're not quick, like responding with whatever they need. And then once the underwriter has signed off, um, They'll essentially give that um, – it'll go to the closing department. When the, when the underwriter has signed off and everything, 
and she approves your essentially your package, your file. Mm-hmm. It'll go to the closing department and you'll get a clear to close. And then it'll go to whoever's drawing up, whether it's the attorney or title company in that local area, um, the final package for you to sign. And that's kind of the quick snapshot. But please just communicate quickly with whoever you're dealing with on, as your processor or mortgage person, uh, because again, it's a busy time, real estate's booming, and people aren't just sitting around twiddling their thumbs. Like you could be on a stack of uh, 50 files that totally. the underwriter has yeah. to go through. And so you do not want to be messing around. Make sure that you get it done, um, get that stuff to them. And that's about, I think that's it. That covers pretty much the key points. Anything that we're missing? Um, no. But of course, if you have additional questions, as yeah, always. You can reach out to me. Reach out to me either in the Facebook group or, um, you know, via email, Facebook message. I'm pretty easy to find. Purple hair, close to Chris and Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Devin at WealthCapHoldings.com. It's an email address. And uh, I think that's about it. So um, next we'll talk about closing on the property. That should be pretty quick. We've already reviewed some of those things. And um, again, if you have any other questions, shoot them to Devin at WealthCapHoldings.com. If not, we will see you in the next episode. For more information, visit wealthcapholdings.com.